Welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. And I'm Ashley K. Smalls. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Ian. Uh, today we have uh, two guests. We have writer, podcaster, and critic. Hello, this is Swara Saleh making my debut here. Thank you all so much for having me on. Hi, Swara. Hi. Hi. And we also have writer and critic. Hi, yes. Hi, it's Laura Siricool. Hi. Hi, Laura. <laughs> Laura, I'm proud of you. You didn't you didn't miss your cue. <laughs> I, I, I paused for a second. I'm like, do I go now? Do I say it now? <laughs> I, was I was like, wait, their introductions are kind of similar. Oh my gosh. This yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna run with it. We're just gonna run with it. <laughs> I actually when you did Suara's intro, I was like, wait a minute, is that for Laura? So I can't remember. <laughs> well, when, you, when, when she added podcaster, I'm like, okay, I'm good. um so we're here to talk episode two of ms marvel um laura i want i'm gonna get both of your uh opinions like so far how have you felt about the show i am so in love with this uh the show and i'm in love with the character um i i i got it felt like you know like spider-man you know when he coming home when not, not coming home the first one um uh, yeah, yeah. thank you it felt like that those vibes i got those vibes of mm-hmm. like of him coming to school like of you know like she's coming to school like she comes to school she has these powers and like she's so cool um and the animation just reminded me of into the spider-verse you know kamala is just like so cool and so laid back and she's just like a geek she loves yeah. she's just like us and like it's kind of like <laughs> one of those like uh, us magazines like they're just like us and like she is <laughs> and she's a geek she loves you know loves her family close family beautiful wonderful family who's so loving um and strict and like i think that that's relatable for me um and also having like close friends just a close knit of friends um that you know care and, and love her and um, she's just like your everyday Jersey girl and uh, I'm from New York. So it's like, it's great to, to have that like small town city feel. Um, so I really, really enjoyed the, the character. Like she is just so likable and it's night. It's refreshing because we just came back from, we just came out of moon Knight, which is like so hardened. Right, um, yeah. <laughs> so it's really nice to have a series where you see this teenage girl who's, um, a geek and she wanted to be a superhero and she is. And so I really just love the, the that story, like as a base. So I yeah. know we're going to talk further on, but I really love this as a base and for what she was introduced to for the first two episodes. Yeah. Uh, Suara, have you felt about the show so far? Well, that was a great uh, summary by Laura. I want to start off by saying that Iman Vellani, she is an icon. She's amazing. Yeah. Her performance <laughs> is absolutely incredible. And I had the opportunity to speak with her for Nerds of Color. You can catch it on YouTube. And she is, she's amazing. You know, in the few minutes oh, I, I spoke with her, it's just like, she, she's wonderful. Yeah. And her like exuberance, her joy constantly shines on the show. And I would say that she really carries it throughout. I personally have been a Miss Marvel and Laura has, as I understand as well. We've been Miss Marvel fans for, I've been personally for several years now. And I uh, love Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan as a character. You know, I'm a West Asian, Kurdish American, Muslim guy. And, you know, in media, I'd never had anyone to relate to until Kamala Khan, even though we're not the exact same ethnicity, we have some key relations. And she was the first time I could really see myself represented in media, you know, even though I'm West Asian, she's South Asian, but still, we have like a lot of cultural similarities, I can see myself in her and her family and her community. Um, 
on the show itself, I I like it. I think it's a good show overall. Really solid base for this wonderful new character in the MCU. Again, Iman is fantastic. She's going to have an amazing future in the MCU and uh, throughout her show and other appearances she'll have in the Marvels and hopefully in Miss Marvel season two. I do wish, um, I will say, I wish <laughs> the show would take a few like key inspirations from the comics, which you know, by G. Willow Wilson, another icon, incredible, mm-hmm. you know, like she co-created the character with Sana Amanat. Uh, they be- beautifully created this amazing character that has been hailed as the uh, new Peter Parker of this generation. The sh- don't get me wrong. Again, the show is good and I have a lot of fun watching it. I just, um, I just have some notes is what I will say, but it's overall good. And I'm excited to discuss episode two with y'all. Awesome. <laughs> Ashley, what did you think of this episode? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was uh, def- it's it's actually going progressing like really well. Um, because you know me, I always get nervous about the fact that I mean, this one is longer than what Moon Knight was. Yeah, but yeah. I'm always still very like they Disney has been like not tr- not so great so far. I figured out a good like number to really give us a full story. Mm-hmm. Um, so with us being now two episodes in, I feel like really confident in the fact that we're going to get maybe a full story progression here for Kamala, um, in terms of like the actual episode, like, I think my first reaction would have to just say adorable in terms of like seeing, like what I'm loving about this show so much is that like, yeah, it's a superhero show. We're going to see her get powers. We're going to see her doing cool things and things like that. But like, she's a teenager. And so we're seeing these like very specific teen events that we went through, or even teenagers who are watching the show are going through in terms of her, like getting her, her her first crush or Bruno getting jealous because he clearly has a crush on her and, um, you know, going to a party and things like that. And it's like just seeing like everyday life in this, in this world that we've been watching for over a decade from a kind of a, a different viewpoint, not just superhero engulfed in superhero shit, but like regular yeah. girl, like doing this, doing, you know, living life as well. Um, I think is one of the reasons why I'm really enjoying it. it's sort of a breath of fresh air from what we've been seeing so far in marvel yeah 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 um i this my only concern i i had the same thought as you ashley where i was like oh we've talked about this a lot on the podcast my only concern is i love it so much that i'm like i don't want it to be over in you know three episodes <laughs> or yes. however many right. are left it but absolutely not, should have been longer right yeah but like it's not because i feel the story isn't going well it's just because i'm enjoying it so much that i'm like Make this 10 episodes. I would love yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want an abrupt ending here, you know, and unfortunately we've had that happen out yeah. of more, more of the Marvel shows than, than less. I mean, I feel like I'm struggling actually here to say which one could have had, <laughs> should have. <laughs> I, yeah, actually I'm kind of struggling there. Like, I think, Haw- I, I I know it wasn't as popular, but I think Hawkeye is maybe the only one that yeah. did land yeah, the I would ending. Give, I would give yeah, it to actually. I think yeah. I would give it to Hawkeye there, yeah. Yeah, because it felt like we even, you know, even though like uh, we could say like, oh well, it depends on how you view Kingpin, but like we even had Echo have her like full story of like she's out for revenge on Kingpin and she gets it. Like we even yeah. the the side characters usually it's very like to be continued, mm-hmm. um, and for even her to get like okay, she has like in this story she has a beginning and an end, um, like definitely was like a a credit to the series like giving the characters their stories, um, and I feel like I'm. I'm pretty confident in this one too. It feels like the story, like it, it feels like we're in very um, confident storytelling hands. Doesn't it? Yeah. 
It does. Yeah. Um, I, I think they have a clear vision of what they want to say and what they want to go forward with the character on. And the, you know, Ashley, yeah, I think you had mentioned about how, or Ian, you had mentioned about like, you know, how um, Hawkeye, you know, was dealing with these side characters and then it was, you know, maybe di- dilute a little bit from the main plot, but like the Miss Marvel show for its strength is really keenly focused on Kamala and her supporting characters and, no needless cameos which is very refreshing <laughs> yeah. yeah and i i think they do have a clear vision because she's going to be in the marvels mm-hmm. so i think they they kind of want to give her a good uh, solid story and plus i feel like honestly because you know this is a, mo- a big monumental like moment for south asians and and a muslim res- representation like i feel like they, they can't f this up like yeah. they really, they really should not, and they, they, they really need to make sure that this, the, the landing sticks at least, you know, because it's, it's, this is such a big moment for, for, you know, for representation and inclusion. And I mean, I don't know that they do, but I feel like I kind of hope they put Ms. Marvel with the Young Avengers. Like, I know she's not, you know, that's not part of the comics. Like, she's not one of the Young Avengers. But, like, I wouldn't be mad if they, like, fudged it a little bit and made her one of the Young Avengers. Because, like... So I have opinions about this. Uh Uh-oh, hit me, hit me. (laughs) Okay. So Kamala in the comics, she founds this amazing uh, teenage superhero team, which are essentially the Marvel Universe's Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. But even more badass, in my opinion, while I love Teen Titans, I love all these teenage teams. They're great. Uh, the champions. He, he came with the hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> so the champions, this was directly after in the comic Civil War 2. Mm-hmm. And that was the point at which Kamala realized she needed to grow beyond Captain Marvel's uh, influence and her guidance. Because Carol at that point was going down a really bad sort of like dictatorial path almost of like trying to prevent crime, almost like yeah. Minority Report style. And Kamala with Miles Morales, Spider-Man, with um, Nova and uh, other uh, hero, young heroes like the Vision's daughter, right? Vision's daughter, exactly. Yeah. Uh, they were like, "No, we are going to do something different. We are going to stand differently from the Avengers for reforming systems of oppression and power to really work for the common man." And like, they weren't like fighting against the Avengers or anything like that, but rather they were making a distinct and clear vision for themselves. And the champions comics, you know, they are amazing, highly recommend them. Whereas, you know, the young Avengers, they like are, you know, mainly the sidekicks, as I understand it, of like the main Avengers team. And like, that's great. And I just like, for like how I know, and obviously it's an adaptation. Obviously, they're it's the MCU. They're going to do different things. But I will say, you know, what I love and appreciate about Miss Marvel so much is how she does buck those systems. She does buck those trends. She does stand against the grain. Mm. And I love that about Kamala Khan's character so much. And there's absolutely plenty of room. You know, this is just the start of her like uh, role in the MCU. So there's plenty of room for her to go down that path, which I really hope they do. Yeah. Yeah. I. I will say I never read the champions. I own the first trade, but it's one of those things where I like I work at a bookstore, so I own a lot of trades and books that I haven't read. Um, but I well, they're not going to bring in Miles though. That's that's my two piece. Is just like I mean, right? We will see if what they do with the next movie of of Spider Man. If they were to introduce Miles, then I think that would definitely work and should be the next step. Like, yeah. Away from, and I, I think you, like your your points are absolutely on the money. And I've, I've, I'm going to be honest with it. 
So he, because here's the thing, they've actually been calling out the fact that like with Young Avengers, we honestly would have, because Ironheart is in Champions and she's coming in. And then we have, um, uh, we have, who else? Uh, Patriot, who we uh, technically have seen, even though right. um, like we haven't seen him get his powers and things like that. The thing is with all the messaging that you literally just hit, I am not confident that the MCU would do a good job with it. And that's just right. We shall see. And that is to together. say that we should be calling that out. Of course, that they're not doing a good job, but after watching Falcon and winter soldier, <laughs> after, yeah. um, oh boy. Putting my, I would rather them go the young Avengers route and just, re- and just reiterate what they've been doing because if they were to actually try and tackle real topics, then I'm just, <laughs> just have them go pew pew. That's fine. <laughs> that, that is very fair, actually. <laughs> um, well, because like today, I was thinking about this today and I was like, am I just old? But like, I'm very charmed by both uh, Kamala and um, oh God, what's her name? Uh, Kate Bishop. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like both of them have like a Gen Z vibe, a like very charming Gen Z like vibe. And so I'm like, I guess the, the 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 way I'm confident is like the characters, like these characters are very like feel very like new and fresh in the realm of the MCU. So I'm like, cool, keep giving me these like hip, cool and or like cool, nerdy, like younger teen heroes. Um, but I, I, I swear I do see your point of like, yeah, if it's like. And then it would, you know, I mean, people are mad just at, you know, Kamala Khan for existing. So, like, Marvel's not going right. to be like, yeah, also, <laughs> here's them at a, you know, protest or some shit. Like, they're not going to. No, they're not. No. I am excited about, like, I am happy to see two Asian uh, actresses take the lead in, in Marvel, in the Marvel series. Um, you know, like, Haley Steinfeld, you know, being even though the character, her, the character, uh, Kate, they didn't distinguish her being Asian, but like, you know, just her herself, like Haley Steinfeld is uh, part Asian. And also, Wait, really? Yeah. She, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, shit. She's a quarter Fili- or an eighth <laughs> Filipino. An eighth or quarter Filipino. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, I think she, I think her mom's half. Um, huh. I think she's a quarter. I'm trying to remember, but I know she, and she represents, she, she identifies as, as, as um, mixed Asian. Okay. So, okay. Uh, yeah, so I have I have two Asian princesses like in the Marvel, <laughs> like leading the Marvel thing, and it's it's so amazing to to have them. And it's also like I, I love their both both of their stories because, like Ashley said, it, it's refreshing to see a teenage girl. It's like we finally get a coming of age film for yeah. for teenage girls in superhero world. Because yeah. we have, there's so, we have like three different ones for Spider-Man, you know? And so <laughs> it's like, it's refreshing to, to, to have. And then we've, you know, the, all the other ones are adults. So I feel like it's refreshing to have a coming of age story. That's not just like, it's a superhero thing, but it's also a good story. It's a good, mm-hmm. just base like story. Like never have it ever, but in the superhero realm. You know? <laughs> I really like that. Um, and I feel like it's relatable too for a lot. And not, people who would love comic books, but also love, a really good story. Right. And I, you know, um, sometimes you like, you want to root for something with like really good representation. And then it's like, Oh, they just kind of put that in there, but they didn't do a good job. Um, and it's nice that it's like both like really good rep and also like a really well so far told story. Um, cause like, you know, lots of times I, you know, not to drag any, uh, 
queer stuff, but lots of times with queer media, it can be like very half and half where I'm like, I want to love this, but, but like, I just won't tweet anything bad about it. Cause I don't want to, you know, um, but it's like nice that this is like so fucking good too. Um, and the, it is very like, I mean, like I've all said, it is very, it like feels Spider-Man-y, which I think, I can't remember if some, I think Samir Ahmed said this in the first episode, this is almost like a modern, like you're getting that superhero story, but more modern because Spider-Man is, you know, still a straight white dude. And like, this is like a more, cause it still is very like both coming of age and like superhero origin-y, but it's like told, di- I don't know. It just feels different. Right. Because it's like, I feel like, you know, like, so I'm going to be honest with you. I think best storytelling with the MCU shows so far as we've already kind of propped it up has been Hawkeye. And the thing with Hawkeye is that it was really familiar, right? Like it's, Mm. it's, we're following this sort this new superhero with um, Kate, Kate Bishop. But like, we know Hawkeye, we know, you know, we know Clint, we know his family and things like that. We know his powers. We know his, like, it's, so it's like, we're following a story, but we're so familiar with so much. And then with Ms. Marvel, it's like, you know, even for those of us who read the comics, so much of the show was pretty different. So, yep. and then it's really just the the narration in terms of like, it's not, there's a bad guy coming after you. Oh no, you got to figure something out. It's just like, she's going to school. Her friends are like, hey, don't forget, you got to train tomorrow, you know, when we get out of here. And then she's like, actually, I'd rather hang out with this really cute boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's you know, and then it's like, and then also to see her culture reflected in that, you know, and like inviting her friends to Please, but you know, matter of fact, you can bully me if I mispronounce this. Is Eid? Yeah, you got it. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Everybody, write that down. Um, and so, but you know, and then seeing like you know her inviting her friends, and then you know seeing her with her family butting heads with her family, you know, disagreeing. It's like this is very, very different. Even though we technically have seen teen superheroes at this right, point, yeah, we've seen them already trained, equipped, ready to go, thrown into the mission. Somebody's chasing after them, and now it's just like oh. She found this, you know, bracelet. It's giving her powers. But at the end of the day, like I would at that age, she'd rather, you know, damn near crash into half of Jersey City with the cute guy from school. And it's like, that's pretty different from anything that we've seen um, so I, far. I, I am 39 way, Ash- years old and I'd still rather do that. <laughs> I also appreciate that they added social media aspect to it. With yeah. Like oh, yeah, the graphics for sure. Too, but also like, you know, Zoe, yeah, or, um, like how she's like the influencer, and then yeah. you know, uh, you know, Kamala is like, oh, you know, she, like can I can I be famous? Do you think I could get a million? Like jokingly, a million followers, and he's like, Bruno's like, you, no, they keep you. You have to keep your identity identity secret. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, it, it, I love that it does bring that aspect to it, like of like a teenage, like the current times of like social media. Mm-hmm. Um, into it like when they even yeah, show it like very modern memes yeah, yeah. when you when you, you know so i was just uh, just sent us a, a meme and i was just like yeah like these are like the memes were popping up like the ice cream and pizza in in the, the <laughs> episode and so i kind of liked how current it is i mean a lot of people are like oh we want things that are timeless but you know what things need to be current too because then yes. it's more relatable for for people watching it and honestly, that brings me into where I wish the show would do better. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Kamala Khan's story in the comics and like in any at a real at a real core adaptation, what should be, in my opinion, is like and I think the show is like doing this as well, at least to a certain degree, is being an anti-assimilationist story of Kamala, you know, as a brown Muslim American wanting to fit in with the white standard or like what is conceived as like the best and 
for her, at least initially in her comics, like those were white superheroes, especially Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel slash Miss Marvel. So much so that when Kamala got her powers and those first issues of uh, No Normal, she, uh, you know, her polymorphic powers as an inhuman through the Terrigen Mist, she physically transformed into Carol Danvers version of Miss Marvel because that's what she thought the standard was. And Coupled with that is like the racism and the Islamophobia that she and Nakia face, you know, including from one. And I talked on this in my episode one recap from one Zoe Zimmer who says to Nakia, oh, no one's like forcing you to wear your hijab, are they? No one's going to quote honor kill you for it, are they? And it's like, you know, I'm just concerned, you know, like those rather like islamophobic microaggressions which you know some muslim woman may get you know acknowledging that honor killings are a very real thing in the world but a regular american muslim teen wearing a hijab is just living her life and so yeah my my sheer disappointment with the show so far you know because in talking about modern things islamophobia still is a modern thing right it still is a very real thing and that so many of us like Muslims or people of Muslim background have to deal with or with stereotypes or Orientalism or neo-Orientalism. And I just feel like, unfortunately, because this is on Disney Plus, they've taken virtually all of that out. And, you know, you have this one moment of like Zoe scoffing at Kamala's necklace in Arabic, but honestly, that's barely anything and doesn't vocalize anything of what was like really richly written in the comics. And I mean, it sounds weird to be asking for racism or for Disney to be dealing with racism after we saw what we had in Falcon and Winter Soldier. But no, just like a casual microaggression and misassumption of like, you know, Kamala or Nakia and their family and their backgrounds and like them having to deal with that and have that be relatable and have that be a real part of their lives. What I also worry about is that they will try to tackle the Islamophobia through a different angle, as we see in this episode, where, you know, these agents are talking about, you got to search every mosque and temple, you know, the mosques know that they're being searched by and like, you know, we got to just try to be respectful, but we know they probably won't be and we're probably going to get, yeah, this is honestly what I fear. I know, I I know I shouldn't be like making bad, you know, soothsaying predictions or anything like that, but like what I fear is like, you know, seeing a maybe triggering scene of like SWAT teams at a mosque. I really don't want to see that. I don't think many other Muslims do either. So, you know, there's still four episodes left in the show, so we'll see what they do. But this aspect of the show in terms of like what they could be dealing with in terms of making Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel really specifically modernly relatable, not just for Muslims, but to, for non-Muslims to empathize with that and understand our perspective of what we have to deal with. I think that could have been really powerful, but unfortunately it's just like an aspect the show has decided not to tackle so far. Well, I can understand why they didn't make Zoe the way she was in the beginning of the comics. Cause like now in the comics, she's like, a fr- she's friends with them again. You know, yeah, she's like, best friends. Like, she's like yeah. amazing. We love Zoe. Yeah. No, but Laura, that's the thing. Like Zoe learns from like, you know, she learns from her mistakes and she becomes a better person. And that would have also been like really meaningful to see. Yeah. Like I still don't like Zoe in the comics because cause, like, <laughs> I, I still am bitter about like how, how she treated like them. You're like, I don't forget that shit. <laughs> yeah. Like I was kind of like, she got saved and she was like, I changed like, let's make up. And then now she's she's best friends with them and i'm kind of like uh you know i i, I, for, I forgive because she does learn and stuff but at the mm-hmm. same time i'm like if i watched it i think if i watched it versus reading it 
Like, I think it would have a different effect on me if she was mean in the beginning. And I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's only six episodes. I feel like I, I won't forgive her, like, in a way. And that's the thing. This should have been longer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I this show feels like... I, I mean, I feel like this could be a show they give more seasons to, but this definitely really feels like it could be longer. It just... Because I, I don't know about y'all, but, like, I have fun... Like, I mean, right, there hasn't really been, like, a villain. I guess at the end of this episode, we get a little bit more of, like, oh, look, they are, like, literally well, going after her. That, that that bitch who was, like, listing off every minority she can think I know. of. She's my villain. She's mine. I, I, oh, my God, yes, yeah, she is my villain. I, she yeah, was, like, that was, awful. was she Latina? I'm sorry, I should say. I was like, ooh, fuck uh, you. Yes, <laughs> oh, my exactly. God, yes. <laughs> no, uh, the that's where we get our racism in this episode. <laughs> I was like, really, Disney? Was this was this like you know like no, it was the way first he said that they looked, oh, she could have been your sister. And I'm like, you basic bitch, you know damn well she was a brown girl. That was right. also also yeah. I'm sorry, I have to I have to say, how would Zoe know when Kamala was masked up like that that she was South Asian? I'm so okay. confused. Because like Middle That's Eastern really people, specific. South Asian people, and like let, let some let brown Latinx people, like we have yeah. similar skin tone. So like why would that I, I don't know. I it was contrived knows. to me. I kind of feel like she knows it's Kamala. Like I have a feeling that could be it. And that's why, and like they they had this long time friendship that I feel like she, she, that's why she was like being quiet about it and not, not answering. And then when they, that's why they focused on her when they, when they said mosque and you could see her face like pained, like that is true. And so I'm thinking, Oh my God, I think she knows. And I don't think she wants to reveal it because she wants to keep her popularity that yeah. oh I'm the best friend with the the superhero she saved me because if she was to say like oh I know who it is it's it's Kamala and then they're not best friends you know they're not you know, really right. friends Actually, anymore yeah, you, so yeah, I feel like her. that will lose that so she was like oh you know like I, I'm friends with the the superhero blah 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 but you know won't reveal it because that would just lose the momentum of the popularity mm. yeah that's that's a good point I hadn't thought about that because I did notice that they like stayed on her a little bit during yeah, that did. scene and i was like oh are we just like because i was like oh is like she just worried because of racism or like i was wondering what we were what the angle was we were trying to feel from zoe um a character that you know we haven't really spent much time with uh but okay yeah so i the thing i like about this second episode is like she just got her powers but she we don't like the training montage was fun, but I also like that we didn't spend too much time. Like, I'm not that I'm I'm a hard sell on like a, a longer origin. Um, and I kind of like that she seemed pretty comfortable in her powers, like pretty quickly. Right. And we get some clues about those powers specifically. Yes, and I know and I noticed yeah. this like when um so I had got in the episode two screener a few weeks ago, and I noticed like when they released this clip, um uh, right before the episode came out of them doing the training montage, they had completely cut out the part, which is obviously still in the episode where Bruno says to her, it's not that the bangle is giving you powers. It's activating something inside of you. Yeah. And that, uh, that has like my theory juices going. I got to tell mm-hmm. y'all. Well, wait, wait hold on. Well, in the, um, in, in human though, it's like, about, yeah. in general, like, so, yeah, so yeah, in the right. comics, she is inhuman, yes. and yeah. I'm wondering if that might actually still be preserved here. Okay, yeah, Ashley, what were sorry, what were you gonna say before I? What were you gonna say, Ashley? So basically, literally the same thing. I was just trying to because, like, she technically in the comics she has a right. gene that allows her to have power. So I'm wondering if it's 
if not basically the inhuman storyline, are you still going with, you know, the story line of this uh, uh, bracelet, you know, activating, like, it's not something that could be used by someone who isn't in her family that is still, you know, gene right. related. Um, Cause that's what it seems like. And then we also got the story um, at the dinner table from her father about what happened to um, yeah. her grand, her, her grandmother. It's her great grandmother, right? Great grandmother. Um, Wait, is that correct, Sora, Laura? Am I correct? It was a great grandmother. Yeah, her great grandmother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Her I, I, I have her great grandmother, and she called her grandmother. Yeah. She called okay. her grandmother. I did have trouble keeping track of because I was like, "Wait, is that the? No, that's not. It was her great. Like when she was talking to her grandma, I was like, "Wait a minute, was it her that? It, like I was having trouble keeping track of like the family tree. But yeah, I was wondering about that too because we did get Black Bolt recently, right? They did like kind of validate in humans, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I thought they would just never talk about again. <laughs> so I actually, you know, screw it. I just shared with you all something in our group chat, um, yeah, you know, showing it. some similarities with uh, something else that we've seen in a MCU adjacent oh. project. And I, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and posit my theory. I believe that the Bangle has Terrigen mist in it. It's a <laughs> relic left by the Kree, and that there's mist in it that's activating Kamala's powers. And I think y'all talked about it in episode one with Preeti and did. Samira, mm. like yeah, about how there was some sort of Terrigen esque thing going on around her. So I think this is where you know the source of her powers will be. So I think <laughs> I honestly do think, and there was yeah, I'm just gonna say this as well. There was an interview uh, that the directors Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah did with a um, this YouTuber. Um, I forget who exactly who it was, but basically they said that they're talking about her power set and how it was different from the comics. And they mentioned how they talked about how her powers would be changing throughout the show. And I'm just like, okay, how much are they going to visibly change? And then at one point in that interview, they actually said, you're going to see the real deal in the final episode. So Ooh. I'm wondering if that means she'll become a polymorph actually. And by the way, it was new rock stars uh, that the directors interviewed okay. with. I'm wondering maybe like my theory is, you know, my theory and my fervent hope against hope. Um, I'm totally willing to be go- willing to be wrong on this is that the bangle will break. It will unleash Terrigen. She'll undergo undergo Terrigenesis and it's, you know, her powers are meant to be like a representation of her accepting her body and like, you know, fully embracing it and her natural, more grounded abilities, which, you know, you, you know, it's like how her mom, like, you know, there's sort of a contrast between how her mom, you know, whenever she says cosmic, her mom tells her to stay grounded. Maybe yeah. she'll embrace being grounded with her own body. And that's represented literally by the terogenesis that allows her to become an actual polymorph or at the very least you know some fundamental change will happen to her in the last episode so i think we should we should keep an eye on that again that's my theory i may totally be wrong i'm totally willing to be wrong but we shall see okay i also need to ask did did all of actually i don't even know that i know the answer from you did ever did all of you watch agents of shield i watched some of it i watched some I, of it. until it right, right until they got to the inhumans yeah ashley? i'm pretty sure i did <laughs> you're pretty sure so <laughs> I like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was very hit or miss for me, but when it was hit, it was like very hit, like very fucking good. The lows were pretty low, but like I thought the cast was great. And I I always am like annoyed at the like the like disrespect that show gets because like I like I remember like and, you know, because I'm me, I'm very emotional. There's like 
I can't remember. I get all the seasons mushed up because I've never done like a full rewatch. Um, whatever season when they bring start bringing in more superpowered folks, they bring in the characters of Yo-Yo and Joey, and Joey's gay and Hispanic, and Yo-Yo is, uh, um, I think she's Mexican. They're both Hispanic, and they're speaking Spanish to each other, and they're superheroes. And I was like crying watching these two superheroes like speak Spanish to each other, and then like go kick some ass together. Like that was super cool. So like the show had did some good stuff, and Ming Na Wen is like fucking fantastic. Um, and she's the best. She is. I gotta. I gotta be shameless to mention this. I mention it every time. She came on this podcast, and she hands down is the best person I have ever interviewed. Like, just effortlessly charming. She was 15 minutes early. She was like, "Oh well, since we're here, I'm gonna interview you about doing a podcast because I've been thinking about oh, it." Yeah. And I like was like it totally cured my nerves because I was so nervous because like she's such a big celebrity and she was like that sounds like a lot of work I don't think I commit to that never mind I won't do a podcast (laughs) um but like I don't understand why the MCU like will never validate that show and like never because they are willing to bring back Black Bolt everything is possible because I I, definitely thought they were gonna bury in humans and act like that shit never happened right so (laughs) I'm feeling hopeful and Suara I do like that tweet with the like comparison because i i would love to buy that i want that to be true because i just want like you know they don't need to i I, you know there's always the rumors of like oh they're gonna bring them back but like Mm -hmm. who knows um but with like or with like kamala it's the way they reintroduce the inhumans the mcu right yes um and like you just said, Ashley, truly thought they were going to bury the Inhumans and like that name is not allowed to be spoken. And then we get Black Bolt back. So like, yeah, it really Play, feels like. Played by anything. Anson Mount, who is also amazing in Star Trek yeah, Strange amazing. New World. Yeah. You know, the someone asked me like a thing I'd like to cover for the podcast that I haven't. And all the Star Trek stuff, because I was a huge Star Trek nerd as a kid. I haven't watched it because I only recently got my brother's. God, what the what, which streaming service is that even on? I can't remember now. Paramount Plus. I only recently got my brother's like login for that. He was like, "Oh, I have that. You can use it." So I'm like, "Ooh, I can watch all the Star Treks." But now there are so many that I'm like, "Oh fuck, can I?" I don't know. Um, but I have been meaning to give it a shot because I have heard good things about him. Anyway, getting back to the show we're talking about. Um, so we get this training montage, and I, I another thing that I loved was seeing her and Nakia go to the mosque. Like I liked seeing. You know, because I, I I I do understand what you were saying, Suara, about the like um like wanting to her wanting to convert and like the norm and whatever. But like I also I feel like anyone with like a family with like a cultural background that isn't like quote unquote the norm can relate to like being a kid growing up wanting to just be a kid and like you're like I remember as a kid I was embarrassed by like just Carlos being my middle name, which is so fucking stupid. Right. But I was like, Oh, that's like a weird name. And like, you know, growing up where I grew up, everyone would be like, "Mm, what's that? Like that, like, what are you? Are you Mexican? And it's like, I I can relate to like a kid almost feeling like they're like in between the two. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, totally. You have your family life and like the, all your cultural background. And then you have like your school life, which is completely like, very much removed from that and like i'm always rooting i'm gonna always root for that kid right like i'm always like yeah and then make her a fucking nerd and like i'm gonna root for her even more (laughs) um so i like seeing them go to the mosque together and all that i I got i gotta tell y'all seeing the uh so the 
um, Islamic practice of washing your hands and your face before prayer. It's called wudu. And that was like really great to see, you know, Kamala and Nakia like uh, arguing over like, you know, getting whoever gets a spout and stuff while they're (laughs) rushing for it. And um, yeah, it was just like, you know, what I love about the show is like showing how Kamala's, you know, her Muslim identity, her like faith in Islam, you know, it's never questioned. It's just like a fact of life. It's like very core to her identity. And I I think I'm really happy for Iman Vellani as well. She's talked about in interviews how, you know, she had felt disconnected from her own culture at times growing up, but like, you know, getting into Miss Marvel and then getting booked on the show, like allowed her to really reconnect and feel like really good about that. And I think that's like the case for so many of us. I can absolutely say it's the case for me. And um, you know, appreciating Islam more and just understanding like where it is like a source of like joy and comfort and faith in general. Although <laughs> Uh-oh, I, I, I have some notes on the mosque scene as well, unfortunately, or the <laughs> masjid scene, as I should say, because mosque is actually the anglicized term, you know, masjid is, you know, what the uh, real Arabic and Middle Eastern and South Asian term is, or huh. general Muslim term, term is. But Anyway, or you could say either, honestly, it's fine. Um, so <laughs> once again, I shall say in the comics, <laughs> as I push up my nerd glasses. <laughs> I was about to say you're pushing up your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a you know, it's taken from the pages of like the first I believe the second issue where um, Kamala and Naki are at the masjid and, you know, they're talking with each other. Kamala has just gone her powers and she's like saying, Naki, has you ever changed uh, through the night before? Like just automatically. And then Sheikh Abdullah tells them like, you know, be quiet. Like, you know, we're saying the, uh, recitings and the prayer and like Kamala just says like the only thing Kamala says is like, it's hard to hear you from here. Sheikh Abdullah. And, um, in the show, they uh, make it so that, you know, there's moldy carpets in the women's section, mm. that the audio is bad. Um, like, sorry, in the comics, they say, like, we can't see you. In the uh, show, they say, we can't hear you. And that there are all these problems for the women's section. Now, that is a true thing. I want to make it clear that is a true thing in that, obviously, you know, women's sections and women in certain Muslim societies absolutely need better um, rights and treatment. You know, I don't think... Just like in many heteropatriarchal societies worldwide, you know, heteropatriarchy yeah, yeah. is the like uh, villain here. Um, and this, you know, this leads to like Kamala at telling Nakia, hey, you should run for mosque board. And this is a start of my issues of how they are writing Nakia in the comics. So, and then the show, I mean. So, Nakia in the comics is amazing, she's a badass. She's a very liberal, outspoken political activist. Um, tar- you know, she fights against gentrification, climate change, violent capitalism, white supremacy, you name it. She's a very proud and very confident in her identity, uh, Turkish American Muslim hijabi. And it seems like in the show, at least so far, a third of the way that we're into it, there's another reason I wish the show was longer. They're making all of her stuff about internal Muslim reform. And instead of like addressing the stuff like, you know, she actually usually addresses in the comics. Like, you know, she's never like really been this. And maybe this will be a launching pad into that, you know, later in the MCU or later in Miss Marvel. But it just like, you know, because like in the comics and again, in just general, like how I know and many people know Miss Marvel, it's like about how she balances, you know, like 
conflict within her community and like also externally with Islamophobia, with racism, with violent capitalism, with like systems of power. And like that feels very core to her and Nakia's characters. Whereas in the show, at least so far, they seem to be making most of their conflicts, except maybe with Zoe a little bit. But again, you get no racism or Islamophobia from her. So it like rings a little less mm-hmm. true to me personally. <laughs> um, they're making almost all their conflicts internal based with their Muslim community. And I'm just like, why does it have to be this way? And, you know, we get a lot of Muslim joy. Like I love the Eid scene. I love like many other scenes throughout the show, but why is this now core for Kamala and Nakia's characters, especially Nakia's characters when like, I've like never known her in the comics to do that. So that feels just a little iffy to me, to be perfectly honest. Fair, fair. Um, Laura, how do you feel about her character? Um, with Nakia, like, um, so I did like that they, for the moss scene, like they did exactly from the comics, like the whole, like, Sorry, we can't hear you. We can't. It's hard to like pay attention. Oh, is that from the comics? That's exactly from the comics. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. but again, like, there's like no other. That's the only problem they have in the women's section that they can't see Sheikh Abdullah. But I did, I did like when that scene happened. I was just like, oh, that's like from the comics. Exactly. I was, (laughs) I was reading it to refresh on on the comic. I was refreshing the comics too, and I was just like, oh, okay, because I wanted to see what exactly what they would have for some aspects of it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like. I, I will never speak over, um, you know, South Asians and, and, and Muslim like rep- voices because, you know, they know better than I do. Um, but I, I agree on, on you know, I, I like seeing the aspects of the at the mosque, like of, of them, uh, their celebrations and their joy. But I agree with, uh, with Aura, like she isn't like that in, in the mm. comics. Um, you know, she she's her oppressor, oppressors were the like outsiders who are trying to uh, hurt like the Muslim communities. And so I kind of, I'm kind of like, I agree with that where I was just like, yeah, why is it all negative? Why are we showing some kind of negativity within the community? Um, yeah. Like I just, I kind of just wish that they kind of stuck with how she was in the comics. Um, yeah. I, or at I, least I, balance it with some more of those aspects of the comics. Cause we can have these conversations. We absolutely should have these conversations internally in the Muslim community and even have that shown. It's just that when that's the overall focus, I'm just like disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah. Cause she's more than just like, like, of, of, you know, of like that. She, 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 she is activist and it's so great to see her, but it, it, she's more than just like within the community. She does, she really fights outside of it. And so, um, I'm kind of hoping for for more regarding the character, um, yeah. And you know, I think like I, and Sora could touch this on better uh, on the character. You know, Nakia's like um, ethnicity and stuff. I thought it was interesting that they ma- made her mixed race um, because maybe yes, they be- did yeah. <laughs> to reflect Yasmin Fletcher's casting. Yeah, like I like because I read the comics and it is her identity of being like uh, you know I I I, I kind of was like okay. You, they're trying, maybe they're trying to, I didn't know um, what the actress's um, ethnicity was outside mm-hmm. of her, uh, outside. I just assumed that they casted correctly. Um, and, I, but when they said she was mixed, I was like, oh, cool. They're going to add that element, you know, as long as like, you know, they, they keep that Turkish, ele- the, like the element, you know? Um, and like, 
like the the, the characters elements um because I, for me i'm like mixed mixed race is fine because they do they are that they are that ethnicity like mixed asians if they play an asian character they they are asian for me um Absolutely. because they, they experience the same experiences you know and like i like no matter what they're mixed there are no matter what if you are mixed asian you're asian to me you're part of my community so i figured they were going to add that element because she's mixed um but i did not know she was not from the the, the same background but um but i thought that if they if they if she was it would add an extra element to it where it's like okay you're adding a mixed uh mixed um race element to it um but yeah i know sora has more more thoughts regarding that I mean, it's like, it's even beyond like the mixed aspect of it. You know, again, Nakia was never mixed in the comics. It's just that I know, like I've heard from many people that, and again, like, I feel bad saying this because Yasmin Fletcher, you know, she's a teenager, you know, this is a huge role. I don't want to like put this on her. I mainly put this on the casting directors and like Marvel themselves who, so Yasmin Fletcher, she is like half Lebanese, half white, and I, and also not Muslim. Um, so that's like, not to like gatekeep or anything like that, but just that I know that apparently there were like hundreds of hijabi girls who auditioned for Nakia, you know, like devout Muslim girls who love and identified with her so much who didn't get this opportunity. Instead, it went to a non-muslim actress because most likely because she was on a disney proper another disney channel property um andy mack and you know that's how disney functions in so many things that's why i would say like zenobia shroff who was has been in who plays a kamala's mom um muniba was in like a couple of disney projects you know she was in uh soul uh she was in uh the big short which was like fox and so um and, you know, she's not Pakistani or Muslim. Uh, she's um, Parsi um, Indian. Uh, uh, you know, that's, it's because of like those like, you know, corporate essentially deals, you know, that happen. And that feels very disappointing. They, you know, the representation overall in the show is really great and it is really meaningful. You know, seeing the seeing Muslims portrayed in such a positive light, seeing South Asians and Pakistanis depicted in a positive light is like really great it's really great overall. I just, it's just like disappointing, like knowing they put that energy into like finding the perfect Kamala, you know, with yeah, yeah. Uh, Iman Vellani, but you know, for her core supporting cast, they just, in my opinion, I think they dropped the ball a bit, even though like, I will say their performances are really great. I just wish like they were a bit more accurate in the casting. Mm. Yeah. You so, know, I, the, on top of like the comics, um, and I know this is staring away from the, um, seen at the mosque but also when they uh, go to the party and um there's a kid who gives um kamala a drink and tells her that it doesn't have alcohol in it mm-hmm. and it does and that's, that's taken straight from the comics yeah <laughs> that is a straight scene from the comics which I, re- I remember being so pissed off about it when i read it <laughs> I was like why would you it was like this has to be against the law somewhere someone get it written up um <laughs> But yeah, no, and then I'm just like thinking about also like their dynamic at their dynamic along with Bruno's um, at the party scene when things start to shift in terms of like friendship as well as superhero dynamic and like Kamala trying to figure out when and where to use um, her powers um, and trying like when they think um, oh we oh, actually yeah. talk a lot about uh, what you call it uh, Cameron. Cameron. 
Yeah, Cameron. Yeah, uh, Cameron. Cameron. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I did like when she says the Bruno. She's like, "Should I do something?" And he's like, "What?" And she's like, "I don't know." <laughs> he's like, he's "Like this I, mom is like, we can all see you." Like, <laughs> you're yeah. crazy. okay. Can I just say? Bruno is an improvement from the comics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I love Bruno. Can we talk about Bruno? I love Bruno. Let's talk about Bruno. <laughs> Bruno's actually <laughs> great in the show. <laughs> I'm in love with Bruno on the show. The comics, I'm he's like, great. whatever. Oh my in God, the comics, the he comics sucks. Show? We all hate Bruno. <laughs> Many of us hate Bruno in the comics, yeah, but on the show. We talk about that Bruno. We talk about this Bruno. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Laura, give us your full Bruno hot take. <laughs> I'm like, this Bruno is so lovable. Like, he's right. so, like, I'm actually like really like in the comics. I'm like they're not even like meant to be. They're not together at all, like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and but like in the in the in the series, I'm kind of like, oh, I dig this. I I dig his feelings for her. I I I'm like I'm kind of rooting for them. And like um like he's just so likable. He's just the likable. He's so he 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 he's her like her buddy for life and it's like so great in the comics he's kind of like meh like i'm just like you could give a take with him but man i love bruno from this like the series like he's, right? he's just so likable he's so charismatic he's so likable and also another aspect i've talked about this with friends they've kept of him from the comics is like showcasing him or at least implying him to be poor you know he lives above the circle q he might live alone or only with his like grandmother and like um muniba constantly offers him food or like to come over Mm. and almost acting like a second mom to him and like that's actually really sweet and meaningful um it was my friend uh my friend and uh, editor uh, Kate Sanchez of But Why Though, who said this in another podcast, um, but basically in general, like the MCU does not do like showcasing economics well, but they're actually doing kind of a good job here. You know, like I think with Kamala's home life, her going out yeah. shopping with her mom. And I think here with Bruno as well, like in terms of what they're implying and showcasing that, like, you know, he's not going to and actually this is a fun story so matt lentz actually like auditioned for peter parker and uh you know in the mcu and you know i think a key critique of uh how um like uh you know peter park i mean don't get me wrong i still love peter parker spider-man in the mcu overall but a critique is like you know they could have handled his economic situation and showcasing him being more working class better but with bruno they're kind of doing it and i'm digging it (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, I found myself, I was like, oh, I would have had such a crush on Bruno in high school. He's like, kind of quiet, but like supportive and nice and also nerdy. Like, he's totally like the like silly, nerdy straight boy that I would have like been crushing on as a kid, like so hard. And like, I like that a a thing that like, I I feel like some people gets left out of a lot of stories with like different cultures is like, they are pretty like they're like of outsiders like yes come be family like that happens often and i like seeing that with bruno like the mama adores him and like when he shows up and he's like is it too bright and she's like i don't understand the question like i love that i thought it was like very sweet right yeah and then he um in this episode almost at mit but i'm getting confused with peter (laughs) um but he gets into caltech uh, early immersion program yes and he's trying to tell Kamala, and, and Kamala's like, yeah, but cute boy is with Carr. Please get out of my way. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, points were made, several. So you know, but yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was also like, oh, I'm so sorry, Bruno. But um, but the dating scene between them 
the, I mean, I guess it was. Yeah, let's talk about the other cute boy. Oh, yeah. So cute. <laughs> he's also uh, gonna be in never have i ever so i'm kind of excited wait, really yeah he's gonna be wait was movie. he rich shaw was in never yeah, have i ever he's gonna be in he's gonna be in next oh he's going to oh amazing awesome uh, i for some reason i thought that show uh was canceled because netflix loves no, no, no. most of the no, shows no, there's two more se- <laughs> i think there's one one or two more seasons yeah okay. i think it's after yeah. four it'll be it'll be it'll be done right right um yeah wait, yeah laura also your hot take on him let's let's hear it Oh, he's just hot. Like, <laughs> I, do, I do. Okay, so what I do love is that I do love um, the subtlety of everything. Of like, they talked about sweatshop boys, who I love because Rizzo men's in that group. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, they talked, and they talked about movies. You know, like, um, and it's 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 kind of like something that if you know it, you know it. And I like that. Mm. It's not like something they have to explain to the audience. Um, like when they talked about sweatshop boys, they were like, Oh, you like sweatshop boys? And it's like it it's not like something they have to explain. Like, oh uh, mm. yeah, you know, from Riz Ahmed from Rogue One and Star Wars, you know, they right, yeah. knew that. Like they just said, Oh, you like sweatshop boys, oh you watch this movie, oh you know Kingo Senior, my mom has a crush. And it's like you know if you know it, you know it. And mm. I I really appreciated that they had that camaraderie together. It's like they have this commonality of like yeah, we're both like Pakistani American or Westernized from part part of the di- di- uh, diaspora, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and those commonalities I, I, were really yeah, sweet to see. Yeah, the of being part of the di- yeah diaspora, you know, and um, and I love that that they, they have that that with for each other and with each other. Um, and so I really and he and he's so cute. He is such a cutie. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, just loving the Kingo references. Um, from Eternals. Just- I do. Wait, I do have a question for you, Ashley, about that. Because um, he says, like, oh, yeah, my mom still has a crush on Kingo Sr. Is, like, Kingo's story that he, that, like, uh, yeah, Kingo he, he, from before he, is his, quote-unquote, father? Is that what, the, like, he tells? Yeah, that was the, in the, it was a scene in Eternals. Um, okay, I couldn't remember. He would, like, put on a beard or change yeah. some, like, minor thing about his, like, facial feature after, uh, after too many years. So it looked like this is... Uh, Kingo Senior's son. This is the okay. grandson, and that's basically how he kept the um the first the facade going for for generations. That made me laugh so much, so much because they're the same person. It's like you, Kingo's grandmother likes likes what you call it. The grandmother likes Kingo when he has a beard, and then this person over here likes him when he is the way we saw him in Eternals. That's basically <laughs> what it is. They all got a crush on him. <laughs> same though, same. Um, but I did, I did like, and that's the kind of. I mean, sorry, I know you mentioned like you don't like they don't need to reference Marvel stuff, but that's the kind of stuff I do like where it's like, oh, no, that was good. Right. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering what you felt about that, because I love that when it's like in passing, doesn't matter, isn't explained, doesn't need to be explained. Mm -hmm. They could just be talking about a real actor, but like we know from the Eternals that it's not. And like, that's the kind of subtle references that I do love. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, when you keep it subtle and, you know, they did the same thing in Moon Knight, like, you know, in the yeah. uh, fifth or sixth episode when they were talking about the ancestral plane and Black Panther comparing it to the Egyptian underworld and, you know, just like keep it subtle. It doesn't have to be over the top as long as you're corely focused on your own story. You know, that's yeah. what matters. So yeah. after she's dropped off, I got to talk about this scene because I fucking loved it. When she opens the door and she shuts it and immediately all the colors like blast at full like saturation (laughs) and be my baby plays. So I've been very emotional uh, lately and I love that song and I definitely teared up because it was just she was just so happy and I'm so fucking charmed by her. And like I love the like 
it stops when her mom asks her how it was and she opens the fridge and she's like magical and then goes right back into like her like crazy like fantasy colors and like i just i love i love a silly out of place dance number like i just i don't know i'm i'm not even a musical theater gay but i love and give like me a musical number in something that doesn't normally have them and i'm i'm buying it um but i was curious what everyone else thought about that scene because i fucking loved it <laughs> it was, was so good beautiful. yeah yeah iman yeah. is just like fantastic and she again she just exudes energy all yeah. the time and that is kamala khan so yeah aces yeah. on that I also feel like it also reminds me of like like I said into the Spider Verse kind of vibes. Mm-hmm. It's this it's her it's her own fantasy world because like she's an artist and so you see her artwork drawing up it's like Miles artist yeah. and so it's actually really cool to see that aspect like they we we're in her world and I really mm-hmm. love that. Also, so- Laura Adel El Arbian um, Bilafala actually said into the Spider Verse was a uh, inspiration for the show. So do not have oh, that money shit, there. Really? Yeah, yeah, like, it, yeah. I I got the vibes like watching it. I was and I even wrote it. I was like, oh my god, into the Spider Verse. This is like, <laughs> and that's and it's my favorite movie. Like into the Spider Verse is top five favorite movies of all time. And Taste. so yeah, like it's it's <laughs> it's such a, it's such a perfect movie. So I I feel like yeah, the vibes and it's fantastic. If you could anyone could take from Into the Spider Verse, it's like amazing. Yeah, and so we gotta. Uh, I'm gonna keep us moving with the plot here because I do want to talk. Two things happen at school the next day, which we already talked about. He gets into Caltech, which I will say I was like surprised they didn't say like Stark University, and I was glad they didn't. But I kind of thought, oh, thank God, that would have been right. too far. No, no, please no. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want that, but I was like, are they going to say like into starts, whatever program, but I was glad they didn't. And it was like an actual like university. I really liked the scene in the bathroom between these two best friends. And I might be being off here, but I was surprised that Marvel would even like Disney and Marvel would even let them talk about having their periods when she's like, oh, I have pads. I know your mom's weird about tampons. Like I was like. No. I mean, turning red did it first. Let's give that's credit it. where credit is due. Yeah, I have not, I have not seen it, so I didn't know you if that need was to watch it. It's oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, but I am. I'm really proud that they did. They did mention like pads and periods. Right, periods exist, yeah. and it's uh, something that you think about in high school. It's like, oh, did you bring pads? Did you bring uh, tampons? It's like it's so great because that's how it is life as a teenager. Like you know, like I said again, like the coming of age stories for for boys, they don't have to think about that. So right. it's so fantastic to to and it's not like something like that's like that is prolonged. It's just a simple, hey, you, I know how you, you want a tampon. I have pads because your mom's not, you know, is weird right. about it. I, it's just so simple. And I think it needs to be normalized like that. We need to have more of like just normal. It, it happens. We have periods and then yeah. deal with it. Yeah, I, I actually I a coworker got like apologize to me for like saying that in front of me and i was like no that's that why like that's normal that's no big deal um and i just like it, it just caught me off guard that i was like yes i love that marvel's like they're the things marvel is already letting them do like even just making the like the whole vibe and like the the into the spider-verse vibes of it like the animation stuff i'm i'm like being very surprised in these first two episodes at the things that they're like they're doing that Marvel is like, yes, even though, like you said, that's a normal fucking thing. And like, that should be normalized. But I like, I don't know. I thought it was a nice, and they, it did feel like two best friends in the bathroom together. Didn't it? Like I felt, it felt very, yeah. And I, those are moments I love in superhero things. Like, you know, this podcast started as a Buffy podcast and Buffy's mostly about the friendships. And then the like superhero shit is the other stuff. And I, 
I like really crave that in my superhero stories of like, they need to have at least one best friend that like we can have a nice moment between, um, you know, and like Ashley, you and I love the Avengers, but like, I, I do like, you know, age of Ultron, which isn't one of my favorites, but I love the party scene. Cause like, I like taking a beat to let the characters just like have fun. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, in terms of, like, actual relationship building, Age of Ultron was one of the better, like, movies. It did a better job of it. I feel like plot and and trying to get the action together was where it really failed. But, like, in terms of, like, hey, these are people who spend a hell of a lot of time together and have this huge, you know, well, kind of small responsibility of having a (laughs) the world. Um, So it might be really good if they care about each other. And I think Age of Ultron was one of the very, might have been really the only Avengers movie where we really got to see them be more of a family. Cause once Civil war came, that was the end of that. So yeah, it really was <laughs> it was like, Steve said, Bucky's back. Fuck you all. I never cared about anyone. <laughs> I never like, liked oh, you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we get, uh, I do, I do like the scene of when she's, Oh wait, no, we gotta, uh, we gotta talk about, I, you know, we, they talked to uh, Preeti and Samira talked about uh, the partition discussion. I think Preeti brought it up because she was talking about the partition discussion and how it was like she hadn't seen something like that in media before. And like watching, I don't know about you, Ashley, but I was like, oh, this is a scene she was telling us about. And I do, I did think it was like, I don't know. I, Suara, Laura, I'm curious what you two felt about that scene. Cause I, for me, as someone who doesn't know uh, that much about, it, I was like, I thought it was like pretty well done. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually learned about it because Doctor Who did an episode on it, too. So Wait, what episode? It, um, it was when... Um, was it um, a new one? It, it was one of the old... It's like the first season of The 13th Doctor. Um, oh. And, you know, like uh, it, it, they, they had an episode, um, you know, where Yaz goes back in time to see her family because mm. she's Pakistani um, Muslim, too, in the, in the, in the series. Uh, oh, right. And in life too, um, and she, um, you know, she went. She goes back in time, and t- during that time of the of the partridge, and you know, it's and her her family is torn apart because of it, um, and it really touches on that, um, and it. So I that that was a really great um, episode that really like explained explained a lot about it, um, and then kind of like it kind of taught me like knowing them more about it and i read all about it and then seeing this this series kind of show it it's kind of it's really it's really great that you know people are learning this yeah. um because like it, it it takes like mainstream shows like this and like doctor who and like this series for people to learn the history because like i'm not gonna know it just by you know it's not my history so it's great that the, that they they mention it and they have little moments like this to really show people like this was a big moment for you know, uh, in, in like in for you know Pakistani and Indian people, like you know during in the in the past of the history, and so it's it's great to kind of learn about that. Um, and even if it was like a moment, it was something that was really important. It's that really important in time in history. And mm. I think I think I think like for me, whenever I see kind of like historical things, like you know Chinese ra- railroads and you know and that kind of those kind of things, it's kind of like it hits you. Um, and so I feel like for me, I'm like this when I when they, I heard about it and like when I watched it, I was like, wow, this is so great that we get to learn a little bit of history and people are going to probably Google it, too. And they're, they're going to learn a lot more about it. And so I think it's really, really interesting that they, they bring it up and because it, it's such an important time in history. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Swara, what do you think of it? 
I thought the scene overall was really well done. I, yeah, I agree with Laura that it is so important for um, audiences to know of the various historical traumas inflicted by colonialism upon us. So, you know, um, so, you know, the term MENA, Middle East and North African, a term we're actually trying to use more of is SWANA, which is Southwest Asian, North African. So I am West Asian and we add South Asian there with essay so we could, we'll say swanasa so for uh swanasa peoples you know colonialism uh and white supremacy uh for over a hundred years has been horrific to our communities the wounds of which we still see today you know like virtually you know like look at very recent history the iraq war you know my family is kurdish from iraq originally and mm. while you know Obviously, Saddam Hussein did horrific, you committed genocide against the Kurds. Um, still, like the way that Iraq is today, I don't think, you know, yeah, you know, like thanks to the American uh, 2003 war. And, uh, you know, it's like it's both history and it is very modern in many mm-hmm. ways. And it still affects us. The intergenerational trauma is still there with us, as I'm sure it is for other, like, East, for East Asian and Southeast Asian communities, you know, like it's um, in terms of like partition specifically, it's yeah, it was like it led to the largest mass migration in world history in which almost 2 million people died upon the way and like over 15 million more were displaced and on the basis of their religion. And again, because of a horrifically racist and Islamophobic and casteist system that the British had made. And again, the traumas of partition someone who is south asian could speak to it better than i can but still it like absolutely still does deeply affect many many today and i think with like you know ironically as i say as i criticized her casting before but no i still have to say that zenobia trough she is doing some amazing acting work in this series i for one thing i really love you know the relationship that they're portraying between her and kamala i think there's such a richness and depth there and i think what zenobia is also able to convey here is like that those again those wounds of partition the wounds the intergenerational trauma what of what happened to their family and how you may literally travel halfway across the world to move in a strange place to get away from it or to make a better life for your family because you know we still see in india and pakistan and kashmir today like the horrors of Islamophobia specifically, you know, you look about what's happening to Muslims in India and it is absolutely terrible. It is where it may be bordering on ethnic cleansing. You know, this is because of what the British instituted because of white supremacy made at first, this is still happening today. And it's important for us to be vocal against it. Sorry. I went on a bit of a tirade there. I, as you can tell, I have feelings about this. Um, Totally okay. Totally understandable. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But okay, so I I 
I do want to talk about, I loved her. I love that they called them the Illuminantes. I was okay, like, yes. Let's oh. talk about Muslim Joy instead. Like, that was great. <laughs> let's just jump to talking about that scene. That scene at the Eid party, I love. I want more of this. More Illuminantes, more pious oh, boys, more oh, harami girls, more like, just like more of this. Give all of them a spinoff. I want right? all of the various American <laughs> Muslim spinoffs. And it was just like, even though like, it was like sort of like a relatively brief scene, it's just like, it, it was a wonderful display of how American Muslims, we are not a monolith. There's so many different <laughs> like aspects of our lives and our, of our personalities. And it was just like, that was wonderful to see. I, that was probably, that was definitely one of my favorite scenes in the series so far. I was going to ask you what you thought about the different groups, you know, like the, <laughs> the, the, the bros and the, like the, it's and, totally and, a thing. And, it absolutely is a thing. The <laughs> <laughs> the converts reverts was so good and so funny and that was absolutely bruno in that group that was so great <laughs> yeah because i think she even says that's that's your like that was his like he had to tackle that group i think exactly to <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i love that and i kind of liked also like kamala is fucking smart which i love too because she knew that the aunties would want to gossip and that she would get some info from them and she fucking did like i love them being like and they're like, oh, I heard she had a secret family. Oh, I heard she killed a man. Although I feel like the killed a man part might be the one that was true. Like, not in like a murderer way, but in like a she killed someone to save her family or something like that. Like, okay, so so powers. it's not so it's not we don't talk about Aisha. It's we don't. It's not we don't talk about Bruno's. We don't talk about Aisha. That's what it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, when so, the fact but, is, everyone talks about Aisha. <laughs> so the the her gossip session is interrupted though. Ashley, by what? Little kid decided to take a selfie on top of a really tall building. Wow, <laughs> he was like out the window. I was like, oh god, this child. I'm not um, gonna lie to you. I was, I was a little like. I mean, on one hand, I was like, you know, in a 2022 world, this probably is how someone would, yeah. you know be in danger. And then at the same time, I'm like, I know you're a kid, but really, like, <laughs> like it couldn't, you know. But you know, but yeah, he's he's literally dangling from a very very tall building. Yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't tell if it was a tower attached to the mosque or if it was just like a random building. I think it was attached to the mosque. Was okay. it okay? Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure. Um, but so I, I kind of love that. Like, she, so she sees that and she like you know knows she has to run into action. Um, and I like that Bruno and Nakia like they meet up and she's like, "Where's Kamala?" And he's like, "Uh, then she went home with her parents." Like a very bad liar. Um. But even her, like, watching her, like, do this and be, like, kind of, kind of confident in her powers, I really liked this. I was, like, charmed that she, you know, she does, like, crisis, like, uh, what's what's the word? Crisis what? What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> what was it? Crisis mode? Yeah, like, because she, like, tells the kid, like, think of something you like. What's your favorite food? Like, she's just trying to, like, get him to think nice so he's not panicking. And I did, like, um... Laura, what does he say his favorite food is? Ice cream pizza. And she was like, what is that? Is it in a bowl or is it on a plate? Like, but think about it. And he was just like, no, I like to put ice cream on my pizza. She, I just love the under her breath. Oh, gross. Yeah, I love that she like is Laura, like, oh, gross. Laura, which is grosser, pineapple or as you are wrong about or ice cream? I'd rather have ice cream pizza. than pineapple on pizza. What? No, pineapple <laughs> yeah. on pizza is good. Damn I'd rather it. put ice cream on my pizza than pineapple. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Laura, I know I've already told you, I've already, I feel like I've already given you the confidence boost. So I want to take Laura's side, but I'm going to take your side. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, both of them are gross, but I'd rather not have Pineapple like, on pizza is amazing. I, there has been a defamation campaign against pineapple <laughs> on pizza for years. I will not have it anymore. No, there, dessert should not go on pizza. So pineapple <laughs> and ice cream both should not go on pizza. That was that's uh, all I'll take. But yes, ice cream on pizza is that what that kid like? And, and I love all the memes that they had afterwards. Yes, yeah, I I was very charmed by that. The like it was just like a quick montage of all the like memes and stuff. And again, like I think you said this at the top of the episode, Laura. It it feels modern, but it like it doesn't need to be timeless per se but it also feels like say that becomes very dated it's like okay it's like a two second whatever so it's like fine right Mm -hmm. um yeah and i liked the thing i like about her is that she's confident it's a lot like kate bishop too like these are two characters that i'm really loving it's like these like teen girls who are confident but like still kind of figuring it out but are like i gotta do it and they're gonna like dive headfirst into what the problem is um and I thought it was really cool, like watching her, because that's not something she didn't do in the comics at all, right? The like when she's walking on air, kind of on the like crystal powers. Well, one could make an argument, you know, when she embiggens, it's like similar, you know, she embiggens her legs and like, you know, she's yeah, able yeah. to be high up. But no, like, yeah, there are no like her powers in the comics are literally just being a polymorph and changing and shifting her body and like embiggening her fist. And like, she has no like, these are, I mean, let's just call it what it is. These are Green Lantern-esque powers, and she doesn't yeah. have any of that in the comics. But I think, like, what I do like about... Again, I was I was one of those people who was, like, very much bemoaning the power change for a while. But <laughs> based on, like, you know, sort of clues I told you all about, and also just, like, how they're portraying it, I am actually intrigued by the powers. And while I, I don't... Too, yeah. Yeah, like, well, I personally don't think it lands as well in terms of like, you know, the metaphor of what her powers are in the comics and like your changing body and stuff. I just like, the thing is like, I think they are very intrinsically tying it, you know, to her, to her genetics, you know, again, like maybe it's Terrigen mist. And I think that, I know there's just like something interesting going on with them. Like there's more going on with them, like as the series goes along and, you know, we also get the visions, you know, which show us like uh, visions of different, like, mysterious daisy woman um are these kamala's family well actually we do find out who one of them is like almost immediately after she has the vision like at the end of the episode <laughs> mm-hmm. um but no i am very intrigued with like the powers so far i don't know ashley laura what do y'all think i'm personally enjoying them in the show i do love her powers in the comics um just because you know she has so much more fun with them like in a sense of like yeah. like I don't I don't know like I was almost almost about to say she doesn't take herself too seriously but that's not really like accurate I guess what I want to say is that like comp- like she, she she's a kid like she I love when I was because when I first read the comics I was much younger myself and so it was like this would be me with superpowers and less so like my favorite superhero is Storm who takes herself very seriously as she should the queen <laughs> she is. but like you know it's like I would not be that I would definitely be more so a Kamala like I can do this because like I'm, I'm not doing anything right now no one's in danger I'm just gonna be six you know I'm just gonna be six foot tall for the hell of it I want to know what um <laughs> it's like to be Shaquille O'Neal today so like you know like that's I just love her powers in the comics, but I think for the show and visually, as well as the the um, 
the energy of the show and where it's going and where it's going to lead to in terms of the Marvels. I do personally think it it, it works, but I just want to say that like I wouldn't want any transformation happenings like with the comics. Like we're gonna you know stick with that. Yeah, Laura. Um, yeah, I I I I think I understood why they gave her the powers they did for Miss um, Marvel. Um, you know, just so because Marvel is has like Captain Marvel and you know, and also the others have like these this very phasmic um, powers. So I think they wanted to make it relatable. Um, and uh, to make it common, but that's I that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that, Laura. I that they wanted to make it look kind of a little bit like, yeah, because it's like Marvel, it's like, yeah, yeah, identical. yeah and Phasma too. It's like identical, like you know, yeah. they have this, um, the, 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 the identical powers, and like that's how you know they're part of the Marvel's family, right? Um, yeah. but I do hope that they do expand that power, like, and like what Sora said, like the embiggen. I need, I need to see that, I need to see that uh, power because just because. It is classic. I do like that they did kind of give it to us with the phasmic powers, with the big hand trying to reach it. Like I did, I did, I did like that. Um, I, but I do want to see her body kind of uh, morph and move. But I think that's also budget for for grabbing. Yeah, yeah. I might be different, but um, I do. I, I if they if they're trying to make it more related for for Marvels like the Marvel movies, um, then I understand why they did it. Um, but I would like to see some embiggen, um, like, you know, some changes, like, and it, it doesn't have to be now. It could be like, she's still learning her powers. Cause there's so many of the superheroes that are still learning their powers as they go on. So I, I do hope we see some sort of embiggen that she does. Um, but so far her powers, it makes sense to me of why they did it for, for people who don't read the comics. It makes sense for people who like, who are watching it for the first time. It's like, Oh, she, if she's like another entity of Miss Marvel, why doesn't she have similar right. Marvel powers? So I kind of understood why they did it, but at, at least did. how they started out with it because yeah. of having sort of that same, similar visual thing. And we have to remember that Kamala, she wants to, I think what I also appreciate in the first episode is like, she wants to emulate Carol Danvers because of her confidence. She wants to have that same sort of thing. I think they did that very well because Kamala yeah. in general is not a very confident kid. She's very nerdy and awkward and feels a bit ostracized. But I think, I think the direction the show will go in, if I may be so bold to make a prediction, is she realizes that she doesn't have to be like Captain Marvel. You know, she does have the visuals of those powers. But then again, maybe if that bangle breaks and she undergoes teragenesis, she does like actually get the polymorphic embiggening powers or at least something similar to it. But even if that doesn't happen, I agree with you all. And like, I think that they're handling the power set change well. Honestly, overall, I think that there is something intriguing going on here that I will let the show play out and show us in the finale what happens. So speaking of so we're, we're here at the end. Um, she runs away because the kid does fall. I, I, I'm like, I get like momish where I'm like, no, Kamala, it wasn't. You didn't do anything. It's OK. He just hurt his ankle like he's OK. Um, but she gets like I felt bad for her because, you know, she gets really upset because she kind of blames herself because she gets like another one of those visions, which we forgot we bypassed earlier, but earlier she passes out at dinner and she sees this like white vision of like a, the figure of a woman, but we don't really see her, but this time we see the woman. Um, she kind of falls over. These are two different women, by the way. Yeah. Oh, are they? Oh, are they? Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, they are. Um, cause it, we didn't, was it, I thought in the, I assumed, I don't know about the first woman, but I assumed that was her great grandmother. 
but it may not I be. I believe it was, yes. And then when we fast forward to the second time, it was um, Cameron. Cameron's mom, yeah. Okay, yes. Okay, one time I was scared I was going to mispronounce his name, but it looks it's Played Cameron's mom. Played by Pakistani actress Nimra Bucha, whom okay. we see at the very end. Yeah, yeah. And so she's, yeah, she's in the back seat when um, Cameron comes to pick her up. When when she basically say, wait, before we get to that, can we talk about how these two um, piss ass government agents got so much smoke for teenagers, but none for adults? Like, <laughs> oh my god! You you chase Peter Parker, mind you. We just came off the cusp of aliens take of trying to take over, like to snap half of us away. <laughs> like you know, I'm just I don't understand. How y'all are trying to like pinch it on him? Maybe you should talk to him calmly, since he did just help us out with that little situation. Right and now, you got all this smoke for a new teenager because of a fucking viral clip. Like you ain't you knew not to roll up on Thor like this when he was walking around Earth. What is this now? <laughs> I just I just no. I like like I know you ever get so I get very overprotective over the younger just superheroes like you know miles morales has the strength of eight times of average man and every time someone hits him i want to crawl through the comic book (laughs) and hit them with a chair so i'm just like why do y'all have this smoke for (laughs) young adults you know not to do this to the grown-ups so what are we doing this to the kids for right because they think they can take advantage of the kids yeah Yeah. they're easier to prey because they're that's why it's pissing me off so much i'm just like i'm i am personally ready to just Put me in there. I don't need powers. I can take them. <laughs> what's the, what's the, is it we the Demi Lovato? You, Ashley. The, okay. the Demi Lovato meme where it's like, stay away from her, get a job. Yeah, That's me watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, Laura, I want to know do, who do you think this mysterious woman is? Uh, I think she's obviously related to the, um, to, to more of the, like the history of the Marvel, uh, the uh, Captain Marvel history. Namja mm. means star. So I'm kind of thinking like she's she's related to um oh what's the 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 what's the Marvel Marvel yes thank you oh. I think it's related to the the scrolls and the um why can't I remember the other group the ones that they're part of the the uh, Kree Marvel the Kree yes thank you like I I definitely think mm. it's part of that because that's how I think it's gonna relate to the Marvels movie like how oh. we're gonna like how um Kamala's going to deal with like um Nanja and like um it's it's all related to that because we know who uh, Cameron is like uh, how mm. he's related but i i definitely think it's it that's a hint of the um of the character i also might think that it's maybe a cause uh, I, I was reading up on it like um someone who's who's it, it has to be, i think it has to be part of the kree or the the scrolls so that's my major thing like i think somehow she's part of that so i don't know i'm not too sure i have to wait till the next few episodes but i know who cameron is part of the lineage but yeah, i want yeah. to i definitely want to see more right before Laura, I you, me- it. you mentioned cameron's lineage do you mean from the comics specifically because yeah. yeah. i can shall i go ahead and drop some co- more comics knowledge <laughs> because i do know it but i just i didn't know if it's a spoiler or not Oh no! I, I mean, we I don't we think... can fully say it. It's not a spoiler. No, yeah, yeah we talked about yeah. the comics. Exactly. <laughs> I, I have at length so far, as y'all know. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, Kamran is an Inhuman who mm-hmm. is working. You know, he uh, he goes sort of goes on a day with Kamala at first, or similar to the show, and but turns out he's actually a villain who uh, is part of like an inhuman group. That's like sort of rogue and trying to like get power. And, you know, basically it's like a big portrayal for Kamala. And 
you know, in humans, they have a lineage. So like Laura mentioned, so I think his mom is also potentially an inhuman. Uh, Cause I will say this, like Kamran's role in the comics is like very minimal, mm-hmm. but Rish Shaw as Kamran, he's in all six episodes or at least five episodes. And his role, like as, and I actually got to speak with him as well as like other, you know, stars of the show, like, his role has been expanded more than it was in the comic. So they're doing something like, I'm very intrigued to see what they do with Kamran. Like Rishaw, he seems like an excellent actor. And I'm, yeah, I'm very intrigued for like, you know, what he and his uh, mom are up to. And I have faith that like, at least for Kamran, it won't be like a one note, like villain. Like they're going to make like the brown guy, the villain, like, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to like the white love interest in Bruno or anything. <laughs> yeah, um, that's that our love that. triangle, everybody. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I'm very intrigued. I'm very intrigued for how this may go. Well, yeah. Cause the Cree created in humans. Like, yes, exactly. Okay. Through the Terrigen so, mists. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So that does, cause I believe um, it was, it was, did I, didn't I say last episode that what, what was the symbol on the, the, Oh yeah. You said it looked Cree. Yeah. yeah Which... that, that symbol on there. So I think, um, I think the idea that um, the miss might like, as, um, as Samara was saying, but I do believe that Amulet is, is linked to the Cree because I said yeah. that in the last episode yeah. and they're, their yeah. symbol literally on the side of it when she first put it on at the party in the last episode. So is it possible that, I mean, that's, this would be make them in humans, but that um, Cameron and his mother are Cree human hybrids, if not just. Yeah. Like I, I, in humans. Yeah. 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 And that's where I remember we have another love triangle possibly coming with Aramis Knight, you know? Yes. Oh Red yeah. Kareem's coming. So. Yeah. Kareem is coming. I actually I don't think from what I understand, like he has like a less of a role. Maybe, I don't know. I guess we'll see. So like there are two <laughs> yeah. love trials. If we have a love, like square, apparently. <laughs> Kamal has many suitors <laughs> and good for her. Um, I'm rooting for her. I'm rooting for all of her, just for her. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I root for whoever she decides. I, that's what I'm rooting for. Um, but yeah. Okay. So we're at the end here. Um, what is your favorite scene from the episode, Laura? Um, probably the the dancing scene, like how she just is feeling herself, yeah. and um, the be my be my baby girl, like that that one, um, mm-hmm. be mine. Um, because like I really, I really love. I actually I love everything about the graphics. Um, yeah, so whenever they have graphics like that, um, so like I do love that because of that scene where um, where she's in like, her own head. Um, and she sees her parents around. How is it? She goes, it was magical. And um, then she lays down and, and texting him. Cause, just because I like the animation of it. But mm-hmm. as, a, as a scene in general, I did, I did love the, the, the mosque scene just because it, it was nice to just have some sort of um, like culture in there. And like, it's yeah. nice to learn more about it. And I, I felt like, um, I, I felt like it's, I think whenever I watch things and I see something that has, like a culture base for it. I, I mm. feel really excited for people who live that culture and they get to see that. So that that's for me was that scene that I love I love seeing. Uh Suara, what was your favorite scene? 
once again, absolutely the uh, Eid scene uh, mm-hmm. showing them all these like Muslims, various kinds of Muslims having fun in the courtyard and the various different groups. And just like so lively and joyful and colorful with delicious food and like, you know, just a fun gathering because that's how it really is. You know, our communities, you know, Swanasa and Muslim communities, we have a lot of fun. You should join some of our parties sometime. Like they are <laughs> a great time. And I really do think that in episode two, they conveyed that like really wonderfully. And yeah, just like really great for non-Muslims to see that and Muslims as well, you know, primarily, but like yeah. you know, for everyone to see that, just like expand the joy, expand the love of it. Yeah. So yeah, that was my <laughs> favorite scene for sure. Uh, Ashley? Um, not really a scene so much as um, I was happy to see Taisha, um, who was um, Amir's fiance. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to see. Um, She's a, great. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, also just seeing, um, you know, a, a black, uh, like them diversifying yeah. um, Muslim Americans um, and not, you know, because black Muslims exist as well. So, like, I was very happy to see that they um included her and also her being pretty hip to like what kamala was doing to i was try. gonna say right she knew she was that like was great like, yeah great to see you cousin sure <laughs> yeah let's get on out of here so the cousins can talk you know like little stuff um like that because i also find that as my family expands it's usually the ones coming in to easily pick up on the actual dynamics while like yeah. the people who are related to each other are just acting blind. So thank you to those of you who are, <laughs> thank you to our extended family, family members. But yeah, I love seeing her. You know, I once, coming back from Philly, uh, my Lyft driver, I was like, it was like a, I don't remember when, but it was like, I was pretty drunk. And she was like, we were chatting me up and she had told me how her son just came out. And she said to me, I'm black Muslim and our family, I don't know if you're familiar, but we can get pretty crazy. And then she said, what's your background? And I was like, oh, Puerto Rican. She went, oh, you're all crazy too. So you understand. And I was like, fair. Yes. Yay. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> like very brown and black people. Yay. <laughs> but it was just funny. She was like, oh, then you get it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My family's pretty crazy. Um, But you know, I did, I really liked that scene of her like giving Kamala that look where it's like, I know what you're doing, but like, it's cool. I'm going to be cool about it. Um, I think my favorite scene, I'm going to go with you, Laura. I, the be my baby scene, just like, I love a, like, it was just such a joyous moment. And like, I, I just loved seeing her happy. I love that song. That's like my favorite oldie song, which is so like basic and corny, but it just is. Um, and yeah, it just like made me very happy. Um, what grade do we give the episode? Suara? I am going to give it a B plus. I think it is overall quite a good episode. I just have some notes here and there. And then next time it'll get up to, you know, just take those notes down and you'll get up to an A next time. So <laughs> B plus for me. Uh, Laura? Uh, I say A minus uh, just because it's so lively and it just, I love the graphics. I love the, 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 the entire episode. I was like intrigued. I was watching it the whole time. Um, and I, I, I really love the character growth from just like the characters that we get to get to know them better. Um, the only cringe moment I had was when um, the, the only cringe, the reason it's not a plus is because I had a cringe moment um, when um, Nakia was trying to convince um, Kamala's dad and like, like about suffrage and womanhood. I was just kind of like, Oh, this is important, but I kind of like, Oh, it's too much. But like, but I liked it in general, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but that's why a minus. All right. Fair, fair. Ashley. 
Uh, yeah, I'd have to go with A minus. Um, and my mine was less with like there was this one theme because of like one particular scene, but more so I'm just and I did this with our previous previous shows too. I don't know. I just can't like ever. I need to see the whole thing before I can be like, yeah, this is A plus. A's across the board. It's just like I'm yeah. loving the story so far. But you know, at the end of every episode, while there's still episodes to go, that feeling of oh, I still have, like, I still need more is is fine, unless like you don't deliver on what it is that I'm looking for. And so, so far with all of these like these stories not feeling wrapped up quite yet, I'm just like, but are you going to wrap <laughs> up before? <laughs> That's before you get fair. me hyped, and I'm sitting here like everything's going great because I don't want it to be some abrupt thing when we get to the final podcast episode. And I'm like. Why they end it like that? So <laughs> A minus until, <laughs> but it was it was great. I did enjoy it. It was a great episode. Yeah, I would say um, I give it an A. Uh, I really like. It's wild to think that like th- there hasn't been much conflict, but I'm still like really enjoying it. Um, which is a credit to the writing and the series in general. It feels like um, I say this a lot about a lot of things, but this is like a perfect storm of like good writing and good acting and like good direction. And like, mm-hmm. you know, Laura, like you were saying about all the animation, like it makes it so lively. Um, it's just like everything put together makes for like a really good show. Um, well, thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for listening. If you like Slayer Fest 98, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can support us on Patreon. We're currently going through Harley Quinn Season 2 and What If Season 1. And uh, if you like us, uh, you can find us on social media at SlayerFestX98. If you want to follow me, I am at Carlos. Ashley, where can everyone find you? Uh, Ashley K. Smalls on Twitter and TikTok, which is where I'm like most active. You can follow me on IG, just like don't expect much. Um, also, you can join my Marvel group, uh, which is um, Marvel Fans Assemble. My Mar- it's a Twitter community. So just look us up and you can just go ahead and join. Don't bring any trolling. And uh, yeah, and you can visit my blog, Brooklyn Blurred. Um, it's going through a revamp, but like keep an eye on it. And Suara, where can everyone find you? Well, I first want to thank you all so, so much for having me on the podcast. Uh, I hope I wasn't too uh, (laughs) nerdy with like my comics references. Uh, But y'all can find me on Twitter at Spider Swars. I am on Instagram at Swarzy underscore eight. I am a co-host of a podcast on the Nerds of Color Network called The Middle Geeks, where my co-host May and I are two geeks of uh, Swana descent to discuss anything and everything related to Swana media and give our takes on it. And uh, I am also a co-host of Into the Spider Cast, but we are on hiatus for the summer. And in terms of my writing, uh, I write for the Nerds of color mainly do interviews for them and i have also recently gone a gig uh, you know related to the topic of this episode at io9 doing recap reviews of the miss marvel tv show so please check all of those out and i'll be i i tweet all of our guest stuff so i'll be tweeting them i tweeted the first one it's a very good recap um also congratulations on that gig because that is an awesome yeah. like, place to be thank, reviewing stuff thank you all <laughs> so so much i really appreciate yeah. it uh laura where can everyone find you well, you can find me on Twitter at L Siri uh, Siri Cole. Um, it's L. Everyone always puts I, um, but it's, it's L uh, <laughs> because it's, it's lowercase. So people are yeah. like, I Siri Cole. I get it, like an iPhone. I'm like, oh no, it's supposed to be an L. Um, <laughs> so L Siri Cole, um, and you can find me on Instagram for L Siri. Um, but yeah, um, my writing can be found on the Nerds of Color. Um, it can be found on Nerdist, uh, IGN. 
um, Empire and a few other places. Um, so I, I just, I, I always tweet where I write for and um, who, I'm, who I'm covering for. And then NPR too. So it's really cool too. Oh, this casual mention of like casual NPR Laura drop. is Holy just the crap. badass showing us all up. Like she <laughs> right? is just a badass across the board. So wanted to know her. <laughs> my voice, I get to use my voice. So it's really cool to, to, to do that too. No, that is awesome. Congratulations. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. I'm, I love this. I love, I love talking to you. Laura, you, know. you always make me, you always flatter me. I really appreciate that. You always like to say how much you like coming on. And I really do appreciate that. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm like, does anyone like listening to this like stupid gay nerd talk? But so I appreciate it. It's a great like, gay nerd talk. Don't sell yourself short. It's such a great discussion. Yeah, I always listen to you and I'm just like, it's such a great discussion. I'm so glad to be on this too. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Well, um, we will be back next week for Ms. Marvel again. Uh, June may kill me because I'm doing two new episodes every week for the month of June for Ms. Marvel and our Angel Season 1 coverage. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.